We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds, Juan Daniels, Kobe Pierce. G-Day 2023 is in the books. A lot to take away from that. Going to recap a lot of that. Uh, Some major portal news kind of maybe surprised some folks uh, and a lot more, guys. Uh, Stick around. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Kobe, Juan, how how are y'all doing today, sir? And sirs, I should say. I'll tell you what, you said as always, but this is the first time Rob and the gang have been on one show in a long time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My word, I do declare. Yeah. But no, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because there's a lot to take away. And and Juan, you were there. I watched from my television and so did Kobe later that night. Uh, So there's a lot to take away. Yeah. J.O.W.G. says the complete trifecta. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and get started straight into this. Let's go ahead. Juan, before we even talk G-Day, you you actually – sounds like you were Heinz Ward, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in this flag football game uh, that led up to G-Day. Yeah. Talk tell, talk us about that, man. Man, it was awesome. It's, it's something that they've been doing, um, you know, year in and year out, um, just the alumni, you know, flag football game. But just to see, a, you know, a lot of the guys that you've played with, uh, our coach was a guy, Jeffrey Thomas, who I actually played with him uh, back in the day. We had guys like, um, um, you know, LeBron Mitchell. He played. He was actually he was number 12 after I was there. Um, you had Tyson Browning. He was one of the running backs with that group of Thomas Brown and uh, Craig Lumpkin, that 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 outstanding group. And so those were a couple of guys that were on my team. Um, we did fall short. Um, we we lost yeah. thirty nine to thirty seven. However, the referees, yeah, they they came up and admitted afterwards. They blew a huge call. Um, I ran around the the left side. They said I was tagged, but I clearly wasn't. Two guys ran into each other, and it looked like I got tagged. And you know that would have probably been the difference of the game. My my biggest takeaway is the fact that you were running, bro. Like, if not, that's what you want to call it. If that's what you want to call it, I don't, I don't know, you know, to the regular eye, if it looked like I was running or just kind of hobbling, but uh, <laughs> doing something, <laughs> it, it no, wasn't natural looking. So you told me you you threw for four tutties, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look at I, that. I caught one. Um, I threw for threw for four. Puts uh, Adonis to shame. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bring it, Adonis. I ain't. You know what? He's been on the back of a milk carton, Kobe. 
Yeah, we hadn't seen him in a while. It has been a while. We gotta get him on the show whenever he decides to pop back up. Florida's Florida's in the dump, so he might be hiding too. I figured <laughs> I figured he'd dethawed up in Minnesota by now. I was kind of worried he was stuck in some ice. But Hell, I heard in Chicago it's snowing after it was 82 this weekend, but that's just I'm not I'm not your I'm not your weather.com uh national meteorologist. But uh yeah. let's go ahead and get started. Um overall thoughts on this. Um, who stood out to you, Juan? I'll let you go first. Who stood out to you? Uh, Car- Carson Beck. Um, just he, he did fantastic. Um, he, he was awesome. Um, one of the things I do wish that I could have had the opportunity to see is to see Carson Beck go with the twos to let he, he did. He did. He actually did. I didn't, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get a chance. Uh, to see that. Well, I'll explain a little bit for you. Yeah. Later. yeah. And yeah. then to see, you know, to see, uh, Vandergriff with the ones and also, also Gunner. So you can get a really like a true evaluation, but again, I saw enough to where I'm, very, very pleased at what I saw. Cash Jones was another guy. Good gracious, man. He, you know, reminds you of like a young Christian McCaffrey. Um, he was great. Muse, uh, he he stood out. He you know, had a kickoff return, a punt return, and then he had a, you know, another, you know, another, another receiving um, touchdown. He, he's weirdly shaped. I don't know what, what the deal is. He's, he runs kind of weird. But it's effective. Yeah, what the, I was about to say it's, it's sure enough damn effective. It, it, it's, 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 it's effective. So, um, but I, I agree with uh, you know to, to Neil. There is there is no quarterback controversy um, for us. But hey, you know what? Um, if, if if there is any issues, I feel like all three of them could have probably come in there, especially with that first string group, and uh, and played pretty well. Absolutely, Kobe. I'll let you go ahead and elaborate a little bit further, man. Who stood out to you? Yeah, I thought, again, I mean, shout out to tight ends coach. All three of our tight ends that played, I thought, looked phenomenal. I mean, um, I think everybody was pleasantly surprised with the way Lawson Lucky looked. I think he looked tough, caught the ball well. He took some big hits. You know, coach saying that he really needs to work on a little bit of his blocking. But he's also 18, 19 years old. That's going to come. You're blocking some of the best defensive end outside linebackers that – you know, the country has to offer. I thought Oscar Delp looked great. I think he's going to be a great tight end two this year. I think he's going to be, you know, even more effective in the passing game than maybe even Darnell was last year. I think he runs a very crisp route, caught a couple of really good balls. And then, of course, Brock Bowers, best tight end in the country. He had a couple of amazing catches, his run after the catch. I mean, he's so fast. I think that's just what is so amazing about him is that he doesn't look – like this amazing athlete if you just saw him walking down the street in regular clothes. But when he puts on helmet and shoulder pads and he catches a ball in open space, I mean, you saw, I think it was his first catch where he caught the ball like the 18, outran a couple DBs, and then they finally knocked him out like the two. I mean, it's just that closing speed he has that yeah. is so amazing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Obviously, like I want to talk more about Carson Beck, and that's obviously one that did. But I'm gonna go on this defense, and what I mean by that is that young, like the second string defense, with I mean you look at C.J. Allen and, and Pimba and Damon Wilson and, and C.J. Allen, and the list goes on. Dude, they flew around, and it wasn't. It was just it was on full display. That speed, we Georgia is set, folks, on that defense. Like I said, Damon Wilson, I, I, I'm not trying to bash nobody, but Damon Wilson made Chad Lindbergh made it look like he just wasn't playing fair. Like it, It's that silly to me. 
Like, and then you look at Mpemba's closest speed on the nylon on that end around. You have uh, Jonel Aguero uh, on that pick six from Raylan Wilson. Um, the closing speed to get to Anthony Evans, right, on that little screen. Just a little, like those right there, like the speed was just purely evident. Uh, so I look at that, I look at the youth on that defense, and they're just all around just making plays. That is extremely comforting for Georgia fans looking forward. I'm just going to leave that there. Um, but no, I love that defense. You know, at the same time, though, I look at our offense, the first string offensive line. Excellent job yesterday. Excellent job Saturday. I mean, excuse me. Um, you know, listen, Carson Beck, when he was with the ones, clean pocket all the time. Now, obviously, when you're playing against each other, you have this mentality. Our offensive line looks amazing. Why is our pass rush not getting there? Right. That kind of back and forth. But from what I saw, the clean pocket, if that happens this season consistently, it's going to be ridiculous. I mean, that, I, I, there's no other way to put it. Um, Juan, Tanil asked a question for you, so I'm going to let you answer this. Uh, she asked, what's your opinion on Morissette's growth uh, so far? Um, I, I like it. I mean, he's doing some different things. I mean, he's not just a receiver, but they were trying to get him on an end around as well. So um, um, I, I just think that he's going to be one of those guys that he just needs an opportunity. And unfortunately, right now, the receiver room is so saturated with great players that it's just going to really be hard to kind of stand out. Um, but uh, as far as what I know that he can do, um, you know, what I've seen in person and just his dynamic play making ability, he has the potential to be that next George Pickens. We'll we'll go down. The, I'll go down the list with you real quick. One, Mr. Wide Receiver. One. Well, I'm gonna name off some of the guys we saw and what you thought about their G Day performance and kind of where they are for this next year with us. Of course, we're gonna start out. Arian Smith had a touchdown in the air and on the ground. Yeah. Um, I, it was interesting to me to see that they used him. Um, obviously, Mike Bobo used him on more of that traditional end around. Um, where they, they truly handed him the ball on the end around. We've been using Ladd and Brock kind of in that situation. What do you think? Um, how do you think Arian looked? For well, the I'll tell you what. On that, that first touchdown that they scored, Georgia's defense is extremely fast. They fly, you know, just like Robert said, they fly to the ball. He almost made them look like they were just kind of standing still. Like that's how – I mean, he glided in there, I mean, with room to spare – he was fantastic. And then, of course, his, you know, his, his touchdown pass that he caught was great. His speed, you know, we used to have that saying, speed kills. He's difficult to, to, to you know, if you game plan, you can put a whole game plan just for him. You know, you can you do the same thing that Alabama did for Devontae Smith. Just strictly for him, he's that good. You know what, though, Juan? I'll tell you this. What surprised me with Arian Smith on, on those two touchdowns, first off, Warren Brinson gets up the field and doesn't even realize that Arian has the ball, but he's that fast. He just – and, and, like, Warrenson put his hand out, but he, I don't even think he saw that, like, Arian had the ball because Arian just took off. But on the pass, did you notice it wasn't a go route? It was in the red zone. It was yeah. a nice little crisp route. It wasn't even a go route. To me, that speaks volumes on his progression through the route tree which is only going to make him that much more dangerous. I'm going to keep hammering him. Um, we saw, I mean, Lad's still Lad. Yep. We saw Lad have a couple big catches. I don't think there's a ton when they say, Lad's going to be your security blanket all year. If you yep. need somebody to go to, Lad McConkey's it. 
we got our first look at Dom um, Dom Lovett from Missouri. He had a couple big catches. What do you think? Um, how do you think we're going to try to use him? What do you think about him in the passing game? Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be that X receiver that we're looking at. Um, you know, he, he's a pretty big target, knows how to get open. I mean, just think about, you know, one of the things that they said in the, in the um, you know, that I, because I rewatched it in the commentaries is what he did to South Carolina. I mean, I think he absolutely just destroyed him, destroyed them. So he, he can be X, he could be Z, he could do just, you know, some different things, but he's an excellent target. He finds, you know, spots to get open. And I just think he's going to be great. Uh, you know and what, now, though? On the flip side of that coin, the other big transfer we have, Ra Ra Thomas. I don't think he caught a ball. Correct me if I'm wrong. Either one of you watching? I, no, I think, I, I think I, I, catch. maybe maybe this is just me, but I feel like there's still some, like kind of in the doghouse, like quietly in the doghouse. Maybe. Like, I, listen, I think Ra Ra Thomas this season will have a nice season. He's going to get usage, right? Uh, we look, we saw. Uh, Marcus Schwartzman, Jack Saint on that first pass from uh, from Beck, right in that little tight window, getting seventeen, I think seventeen yards or whatever. Like, Robert Thomas can do the same thing. I still feel like the situation is still kind of cooling off, right, with with the all season situation. Um, that's just that's just my thoughts. But listen, he may not have had a productive, if you will, day Saturday. Don't believe that that's going to be the case this uh, this fall. I, I just don't see that not happening. He's going to have some production. Uh, Joe Huff says it's glad to see one not on the milk garden, by the way. Absolutely. It's good to have one's face on this screen again. It is. For those right, viewing. Cool. For those viewing. Or, or or the angelic giggle of the goat if you're listening on a podcast. Uh, simple as that. Kobe, you had some more, I think. Oh, yeah. Had all the receivers. Dylan, Dylan Bell had a couple big catches, and we've been hearing a lot of hype even from – some GMs um, talking about that he he looks to be about as NFL ready as any receiver we've had in a while. Um, I think that's some pretty high praise, Juan. That's he looked good. That, that that's huge. I mean, and and, it, and it's not just that. That just talks about more to the recognition of the game, recognition of coverages, how to get open. Just then, we just talked about Dylan. You know, finding spots and and then just getting open. And then what you what are you doing with the ball after the catch? And uh, I tell you what, it's, you know, when they talk about an embarrassment of riches for for Carson Beck, what an outstanding group of guys. I mean, we, and we just named a couple of them that he's got he's got to throw to. And and I would be remiss to not mention, um, you know, it hurts. But did it, either of you see the A.D. Mitchell catch? Man, it was – he had a nice one-handed catch. He was a monster. Yes. He was an absolute monster of that Texas thing. And, and it was, you know, I was reading some stuff online too, where people were just kind of sick and, you know, you, you have to be happy for the guy because, you know, his family's there, his, his, his kids there. So you can't, you can't be mad, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, in that four, that, that four semis that we end up meeting, meeting up with Texas. You know what though, too, I'll, I'll tell you what. going to have a huge game in Tuscaloosa this year. Yeah, yeah right I now. think so. I think so, too. Uh, listen, I'll tell you what, though. I want to go back to Dylan, uh, to Dylan Bell. That back shoulder catch that uh, Stockton threw, that was beautiful. That catch was beautiful, Like, which is a testament to right, the ball placement from Gunner as well, but the ability to adjust back and catch it, because Nyland Green had really good coverage on that specific play. 
But Dylan Bell, just, listen, Dylan Bell, I, I think it's going to be a name. And we might have to do something on a, on a specific, like a completely different episode. But I think that's a name that could be having a breakout season, especially with if Carson Beck is your quarterback. Because last year, Dylan Bell was a recipient for a lot of Carson Beck's looks. If you if you go back and remember that. So there's some there's some obvious chemistry there. And I think Dylan Bell could be a recipient of some more production, especially with Carson Beck on the field if he's a quarterback. Speaking of quarterbacks. I think I agree. I think the biggest thing is just that, like you're saying, all the riches. There's only one football. There's a lot of a lot of talent on the field. Yeah. yeah only one football. Well, just, yeah, just as, as you called out all those receivers, uh, Kobe. You have a situation where if Bobo wanted to, if Kirby would allow him to, they could be the 2019 LSU team, the 2020 um, uh, Alabama team, where you just have three wide receivers out there and you could just let them go to work. And then you've got an unbelievable tight end that functions just as a as a wide receiver. And then, you know, you don't have even have a fullback, just have your one running back. And then, of course, you've got an embarrassment of riches at running back, too. So it's. Whoever we're facing, and I'm looking at the schedule, I'm even looking at these top teams, it, it's going to be a nightmare. You know what, though, guys? I, I want to bring that up well, since you mentioned this one. The running backs, uh, obviously kind of limited there, right? Um, you know, Kendall Milton was kind of, you know, situated himself, right? Uh, so you had uh, Roderick Robinson. You had Dejon was a little bit – like he was there, uh, didn't do – a like he got some run, but not a ton, right? Didn't expect him to be full participant. Uh, but you got, like I said, Savon Clark and Cash Jones. Uh, Cash Jones' new nickname for me is J.G. Wentworth because I want Cash now. I need Cash now, actually. Excuse me. Um, but neither here nor there. Um, Roderick Robinson, 240-pound running back, and looked. I thought he looked good for what it was worth. I mean, what were, the, the one thing, though, between the tackles was extremely hard to come by yardage was. Uh, Saturday, so for what it's worth, I thought <clears throat> I thought Roderick looked pretty good. What about y'all? I mean, as a true freshman early enrollee, I thought he had a great showing in the spring game. I know he's had a little bit of trouble holding on to the ball this spring. Um, you know, he's had a couple fumbles in in some big practices and some um, uh, scrimmages, but I thought we all did a really good job holding on to the ball. Um, you know, Cash Jones is the kind of guy that he has two natties under his belt. You know, I'm not saying Portal's calling his name. I'm just saying that if he did dip his toes in there, there would be some phone calls for him. I mean, Juan <laughs> said I mean, himself, like, he would make a team better today. Yeah, he is He is a young Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that that's who he reminds you of. I mean, he's so versatile. He's so quick. His vision is is, is outstanding. And, and he just he's just a leader. And, and he knows what it takes. And here's the thing. You think about him, if he were to leave, taking whatever he's had from these past two national championships, same thing with A.D. Mitchell, what they're going to bring to their teams are, are, are leadership and that type of toughness to say, hey, listen, this is what I'm used to. This is where we're going to need to be in order for us to even, even stay on the field, you know, with, with, with a Georgia. Now, they won't be able to stay on the field, but this is what it's going to have to take. Yeah. Uh, like overall, I mean – it's crazy to think that you lose A.D. Mitchell, right? And that was a huge loss. But to see what I saw Saturday, to me, was reassuring, if that's the best word, maybe. 
knowing that you have you still got a lot of depth and I, I didn't really see a lot of issues I think the one takeaway would be Anthony Evans on that pick six where it hit his chest and it just popped up right there was a couple situations with Gunner and and Brock that were throwing and they just you know dropped the ball but it looked like you know so you've got some of those things so it wasn't perfect uh but overall I, I think you know, you leave G-Day looking extremely confident and you feel happy about where you, you know, offensively what you did, um, you know, Saturday. Uh, but we talk about defense, right? Uh, are there any are there any questions, guys? Like like I said, offensive line looked uh, amazing, right? Uh, you didn't really see a lot of pass rush, like get there, get home. Uh, obviously, it is kind of a spring practice. It's still practice, but – you know, what are your thoughts on the on the defensive line, right? Now that uh, Bear Alexander has entered the portal, uh, you know, I don't know if it necessarily stings the defensive line like we would think. Uh, but what are y'all's thoughts? Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead, Cole. <laughs> um, uh, I think that, like you're saying, this is a spring game. Anybody that knows, Juan knows, um, you, you know everybody's tendency. So, like, eventually at practice, you only have so many moves as a defensive lineman, as a defensive end. Um, they're not letting you sack the quarterback. So, a lot of the sacks kind of go unnoticed because it's just, you know, that light tag off. Like, Christian Miller, I think, had a sack where it's just that light run past the quarterback, pat him on the butt, and maybe not even get that close. Like, they're very particular on how close you kind of get to them. So it is a hard day. You know, Kirby would tell you it's a hard day for the defense. You heard him at halftime. He wasn't happy with how they were um, stopping them on first down. But spring games are made for the offense. I mean, it's just it's just how they are. Um, so I would say that overall, I thought your defense looked a lot better in the second half. They really looked refocused and they were flying to the ball a lot more. Um, first half, they kind of looked like they were getting bullied even on the ground. But, um, you know, you have a really good offensive line. You're going to have a really good defensive line. Um, Trey Scott was talking about you're just going to need somebody to kind of step up and be the next leader for that defensive line. Um, you know, losing Barry Alexander, luckily the way Trey Scott has recruited and who we've maintained and kept, we're still very, very deep at defensive line. Um, it just – the big thing is staying healthy at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. Go ahead, Juan. <clears throat> um, you know, at, at first, you know, it was concerning our defense at first because I'm like, you know, we're, we're not necessarily getting a whole lot of pressure. And if you don't get pressure on the quarterback, which, again, like you, like Kobe said, it's, it's built for the offense and you can't necessarily hit and or touch the quarterback. But if we don't get pressure – um, that secondary is going to get absolutely slaughtered. Um, you know, shades of shades of Alabama and that SEC championship where, you know, you don't get pressure that, that you know, you, you're going to get slaughtered. But um, I, I just think that, um, you know, next man up is what it's going to be for the for the line. You know, word has it that Bear Alexander is kind of that 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 cancerous type guy, um, you know, just just kind of a nightmare in the locker room. A lot of guys you know, necessarily didn't, didn't care for him. Almost kind of reminds you of that whole JT Daniels thing. You know, it's that that big guy, hey, I'm the guy, all that. You get rid of that, and guess what? Still nothing nothing changes. You know, Georgia marches on, wins the national championship. I think that's going to be the same uh, the same here. Uh, just like Joe Huff said, he is a heck of a player. Um, but if, if he's not meshing with the team, um, and, and if he's not a glue more so than a cancer, then we need to 
you know, we, we, we need to move on to that next guy. You know, I think another thing, right, like with Bear not participating in G-Day, it was a pleasant surprise to see Kristen Miller have a great day. I thought he had a really good day. Um, <clears throat> you look at him and Jordan Hall, uh, which I want to touch on the freshman, right? I want to have like our little own little talking point about our freshmen. Uh, but before we do that, I want to bring up uh, bring up our first sponsor, uh, and that is Apotheos Roastery. Uh, listen, quality coffee, folks. I had it this morning. I have it every morning. Excellent coffee. If you are a dogs fan, they have a Classic City Collective blend. Uh, 20% of each bag will go to the Classic City Collective. But if you go to our po uh, podcast website, dgdpodcast.com forward slash Apotheos, go shop th through our link there. And instead of just that Classic City Collective blend, they will apply that 20% proceed to every single bag that you purchase. So you want to get three bags of coffee and you want to get something besides that blend, 20% will go towards the Classic City Collective. Keep that in mind. And, and listen, I'm just going to let you know, J-O-double-G, Roods, myself, we approve. Uh, thanks, Apotheos. With that being said, guys, let's talk freshmen. I, I think you look at um, some freshmen that had really big breakout days, like I alluded to. Jordan Hall, man. Jordan Hall was active Saturday. But I want to pose the question to y'all. Which freshman stood out to y'all the most? Um, I know Kobe said it earlier. I, I lost him lucky. Um, he's a guy that, you know, probably this weekend would be going to prom and, you know, he, he's out there, you know, you know, make, making some big time catches, you know, and, and getting hit. And, and a lot of people don't understand, you know, you come in as a freshman and you're, you know, you're going against guys that are, that are just humongous and that are just, just bringing it. And for him to be able to sustain that and still have a, you know, a, a want to get after it. I, I just thought that was fantastic. So Go ahead, Kobe. I'm going to knock on the Lost and Lucky train a little bit, too. This is a guy that, you know, mid-October, we were hearing Swirlin's rumors that he may he may be gone. You know, he may go to Alabama. He may go, you know, um, here or there. It's like all of a sudden there was a big question mark around Lost and Lucky. And then you get Kirby talking in the third quarter. He's like, this is a guy that made every single winter practice when he could have been, you know, hanging out of the house. He could have been playing in the all-star games. He could have been doing anything he wanted to do. But he's at Georgia in Athens taking reps on a scout team to help guys that he's not even going to play with win a national championship, win a Peach Bowl, do all these things. And now here he is again, early enrolled, like Juan saying. He's missing this last spring of his senior year. He's missing some things in life like prom, you know, whatever. You end up doing is that last semester as a senior. He's here. He's grinding, and he's he's solidified himself as the third tight end right now. And if Oscar Dell wasn't such a freak, he might even be the second best tight end we have. <clears throat> yeah, very well. Very well possible. Juan, apparently you took Harriet Tubman to prom. Can this be confirmed? It is. It is true. We went to the. Uh, it was called the Underground Railroad uh, Prom. That sounds like yeah. a speakeasy in the 1920s for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, so I want to go back to the Apotheos. Uh, so Adonis did ask, do they ship nationwide? Yes, they do. So if you're curious and you want to give Apotheos a shot, they will ship across the country, anywhere in the country. So 
keep that in mind if you want to try out Apotheos. I suggest it. Um, I'm going to do this. I'm going Damon Wilson. I already mentioned Jordan Hall, but Damon Wilson to me showed the pass rush that Georgia has been needing that, that, that get off the, you know, the ability to win your one-on-one on the outside. If he can do what he did to Chad Lindbergh, to opposing tackles through our season, you're going to see the workings of a 10 plus sack guy. The kid just has a ridiculous get like Chad Lindbergh. I respect the hell out of that guy, but at the same time, it wasn't even fair. Um, Lindbergh couldn't even get out of his stance hardly before Damon just already popped around him. That's scary stuff. That really is scary stuff. And, and just to kind of hammer on that too, two big plays I think that stood out for freshmen, um, maybe not that they had the greatest game, but like just two flash in the pan. I think we were talking about, you know, Janelle had that big hit on Savon Clark coming out of the backfield. And that's a massive hit. That's an SEC caliber hit. And then Samuel and Pimba, um, you know, he, he surfs down to close the gap at the, at the C or D gap, wherever he was. And then he sees, I think it was Denial and Morris said, crossed yep. his face and he flips his hips and beats him to the sideline to make the tackle for a loss. I mean, it, it's not like he ran him down. He cut off his angle. And so I think those two plays just kind of show you that even at 18, 19 years old, first semester here, you have guys that are that are super athletes, guys that can make all the plays. And that kind of lets you know as a as a fan who who we're recruiting, the kind of athletes we're recruiting. They don't need two, three years to mature, develop, to be good football players. They're good football players right now. They need you're those just, years to develop to be smart football players. You're and looking go, so go Joe next level. But you see here, Joe Huff is like, where does Kirby keep finding these guys? Almost like a machine spitting them out. But I really do believe that they just have a recruiting formula and, and they're looking for, for certain guys. And I don't think it's necessarily going to have always have to be your, 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 you know, five-star, four-star guys. I mean, look, they just got, you know, a, a three-star quarterback. So there's obviously something that he's, he's looking at um, that that's going to help them and, you know, uh, that's going to help fit their system. I mean, he's got a machine going and all he's doing is just basically finding these cogs to put in the machine to keep it, you know, going at, at a high level. So Adonis says, speaking of hips, you still using sponsor money for your hip rehab? To which I say, after that performance Saturday, if all things are true, I think it's going well. I think that was, I think that was, was that for, uh, that was for Kobe? That was for me. Yeah, yeah, for, his, for his hip rehab. It was my hip. Get your, come on, I, get your facts straight. I'm not, I'm not seeing any of the sponsorship money right the second, Adonis. I'll tell you that. Yeah, we, we need to do we need to do a, an accounting audit because uh, JOWG, like I said, she's she's living a life of luxury, and here we are. You know, it's it's pretty sad. Now, so Joha brings up the three star receiver Nitro Tuggle. That listen, six three two hundred and can run low, mid four fours. I think it is like that blend of size and speed is going to pay off, in my opinion. Like. Yeah. And and from a receiver's perspective, Juan, that, that get off, like his twitch to be that big is scary. 
Well, just, I mean, if, if he's coming in at, at mid four fours, that's scary. Um, you know, my, my freshman year, I was running a four, five, five, and then I ended up running a, running a four, three, like that very next year. Um, yeah. so imagine with the strength and conditioning program that they have at Georgia, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to measure it. Anytime you've got Jordan Davis running what he can run at a combine, you automatically know Georgia's doing something that's just next level. Juan, if I'm not mistaken, that sounds like that you went from like cinder block shoulder pads to like normal shoulder pads. So that may help your speed. That probably that probably helped. Yeah. Mine looked I mean, like something off of a like, like well, your shoulder pads stuck up almost the size of your helmet, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and I think a big thing, and that I think it's an impressive thing, kind of like Joe Huff's talking about with Nitro, is is everybody wants to talk about, and it's true, you know, we have more um five stars, four stars than almost anybody in the country. But it always seems like it's that three star that Kirby finds that just loves football, loves to go to work, loves to do things the right way. He, he seems to find one almost in every class. I mean, even A.D. Mitchell was a three star. I mean, he's going to be one of the top wide receivers taking the NFL draft. Well, Jordan, Davis, Jordan Davis was a freaking three star. Lad McConkey. Yeah. I mean, these are guys. <coughs> Wasn't AD Mitchell a three star too? Yeah. Yeah. My point exactly. So uh, Adonis is saying that crop top one was different. And I think it's hard to argue. <laughs> run, Juan, run. That's all I'm going to say there. Um, where does they had to prevent him from cropping his shirt Saturday? Yeah. If he would have done that, listen, if he does that, there's 63 for real. <laughs> like, like his prediction, I think would come actual uh, oh, reality. Yeah. That's what I said. I probably should have cropped my shirt. Like Kirby Smart would be like, Juan, we got an extra year left. Or yeah, no? we we got you. I mean, you we, got a super senior year, year, right? They're going to give me a COVID year. I mean, like sit down, Lad McConkey. We got you, Juan Daniels. Got you. But no, in all seriousness, though, too. Like, I, yeah, you look at the defense, right? Like I said, there's so much talent on this defense, right? And I think. Offense, right, I think the key was looking to see how we replace, right, Stetson Bennett. And you look at, you know, Bobo and things like that. So the key for me offensively is, you know, spring game, you're not going to see everything that Bobo's going to throw out there. Uh, it, it, honestly, at times, it looked like the same offense that we had ran last year and under Munkin. But I expect there to be a lot different kinks and wrinkles in this offense that Bobo can throw in there. Uh Offensively, what are y'all's thoughts on that? I mean, how much can we take away from play calling and schematics? Is there anything to take away from there, by the way? I mean, I think you saw some of his fingerprint on it already. I mean, you saw where he, you know, um, we always called it frog. It was a frog play. But it's where basically, you know, running back um, lines up on your left, you pull the guard out, and then you toss the ball left um, from the shotgun. And so, you know, that that's something that I think I saw him do from under center one time instead of from the shotgun. And to me, that kind of is that old play that he used to do with Todd Gurley where, you know, he'd line up seven yards deep. They'd pitch him the ball. Yeah, under center toss sweep. You already have that head of steam kind of going. That's something I see, could see him bringing back some. But I think you give Kendall Milton a chance like that, it's going to be nasty. Yeah. I mean, like – the under center toss sweep is iconic to me, 
right? Like I, I just, for some reason, I loved that play. You know, you look back at the highlights of RBU and you look at No Sean and you look at Chubb and Gurley and Michelle and you see under center tall sweep to start it off. And it's like, give me more of that. Now, obviously, I think you see, like you said, it's going to be out of the shotgun variation, right? The game has changed. But, um, yeah, listen, I, I think you're going to see some more wrinkles to start the season. How much throughout the season? I don't know because of our schedule. I really don't. Uh, I think Kirby and Bobo are going to, you know, kind of keep the playbook hidden a little bit, right? Win by design like that right there. And then when you come down time and you need it, you open it up a little bit, right? Uh, the good thing about it, you, you don't really change a lot of verbiage, which makes the transition easier under a new OC. Uh, but Joe Huff asked, the defense let the offense shine for a minute that they tightened up. Uh, and honestly, if you look at that second half, the defense played a lot better, a lot better. Um, you know, there was some, I don't know if y'all remember this, uh, the, the defense was getting bullied. The offensive line was just pushed. I mean, Jackson Meeks had a touchdown where he got pushed like 15 yards into the end zone. After that, you didn't see much of that. <clears throat> you saw the attempts, but the defense tightened that up. So and another freshman, Jamal Jarrett, right? My guy, um, listen, I, I saw him move a pile boy, like, that pile was moving forward. He hit that pile, and that, that bitch turned back. Like, it went back. And that's why you bring Jamal to Georgia, right? That kind of impact. Um, what did y'all see? Like like I said, defense got better, but are y'all feeling comfortable with the defense? I feel, com- I feel extremely comfortable, even after what Carson Beck did. I think I was really happy with one, one returner in particular. I think we all saw a good day out of Tyke Smith. I think, yep. I think that, oh, that yeah. you know, had three, four tackles, ended up with a nice interception, um, you know, maybe had a pass breakup somewhere along the line as well. But, I mean, if you can let him kind of mold into the star position that he played at West Virginia and back, um, you know, let him be the number one star and start to – he looks healthier. You know, for a while there when he was coming back from ACL injury, he was a, a step slow here a little, you know, just seemed off balance there. Um, I think he looked really good. Um, Obviously, if you let Bullard be back at the other safety, it opens that star position up more. And I think that that's really what they're trying to do. They let Bullard play a lot of safety in the spring and in the um, G-Day game. So he had a pick that got called back for offside. So Yep, that free play that that Brock – I think it was Brock through that free play. So I'm not mad about that, but um, but one, uh, well, actually, Joe, can we get Jamal and Big Baby on the field together? You just wait because that will happen, and when it does, shit's about to get real. So I'm gonna say, um, Black Adonis asked, kind of go, alluding back to the quarterback competition. So Beck a definite starter? I'm not gonna say he's a definite starter, but to me, if if obviously it's just one practice out of 15, but more. Yeah. Than- but I, I think definitely. there was some. Listen, there was there was pure separation that was created Saturday. Yeah, and, and note, and I'm not knocking Brock, and I'm not knocking Gunner because they had good days too. But Carson Beck just yeah. looked like he knew exactly what was going on. He had full command of the offense. And Kirby Smart's alluded to this all spring: the the quarterback that eliminates the boneheaded plays, plays within the system, is going to be your starter. And if, from what we saw Saturday, what what Kirby Smart's key words were talking about. That was obviously Carson Beck because 
to your point, Juan, earlier, you didn't see him roll in with the twos. He rolled in with the twos, and things looked smooth as well, even with the even with the second-string offensive line. Things went smooth. There was a couple drops. However, you saw the you saw the progressions, things like that. Even with more defensive pressure in his face, he didn't look flustered. Yeah. And that is, and I think that's why you're going to see Carson Beck be the guy ultimately. But like I said, Saturday there was some genuine separation created, and, and honestly, that's a good thing because all guys got better. But well, Carson Beck just stood out. Well, the the best thing that I saw. Um, that that I'm I'm very thankful for and happy for is I don't know if you guys got a chance to see Manning at Texas. He looked terrible. I mean, he looked absolutely terrible. Did and he look? I mean, he he looked like a freshman. He, yeah, he looked he looked like a freshman. He did That's not look okay. great. So again, you know, there was a lot of talk about. Oh man, I can't believe we lost Manning, and I can't believe he did not look. Is 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 advertised or as as, as hype as, as he was? You know, you would think that he would probably come in and be like a Cade Klubnik at uh, you know you know at, at Clemson or one of these guys that are just going to come in there right away and um <laughs> Jesus Juan's um, losing it. Is it the diary of Kobe Pierce with the with, with the bookshelf? Right what, there? What's <laughs> terrible is. This is my office. This is where I work. This isn't even the actual cell block C that I did the one show from. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, guys, I want to I want to I want to bring up our second sponsor here, guys, and that's Alumni Hall. Yeah. Um Alumni Hall, right? Ron uh Juan was rocking the Alumni Hall uh at the Alumni Hall game and Listen, I know I saw someone had mentioned that they actually stopped by the store and grabbed some stuff and used our code DGD podcast at the store to get that 10% off one. Uh, how does that make you feel? Does that make you feel good? It does. It, 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 it does. It, it was great. So I, I had an opportunity to rock it on, uh, you know, rock my alumni hall shirt on Friday. And then um, on Twitter, you can actually see my red, um, my red hoodie that I wore um, rock for alumni hall. So. Absolutely. Um, yes, sir. Well, I, I got to hop off, guys, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and uh, if you see me peeking out from behind the bookshelf. Uh, <laughs> that hole is almost all the way done. Yeah. Like on a lightning storm. Yes, sir. I'm out of here. Yes, sir. Chiseling yeah, exactly. with a spoon. Exactly. Taking a spoon hey, and chiseling it. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. On. Yes, sir. Hey, remember, reminder, folks, dgdpodcast.com forward slash alumni hall. Use that right there. Shop online uh, and get you some licensed Nike gear, Cutter and Buck, Columbia, Yeti, 47 hats and you know stuff like that. They got it all uh, located at 1791 Oconee Connector, number 535 right there in Athens, GA. Uh, like I said, if you're in store, DG, uh, just mention DGD podcast, get that 10 percent off. Kobe, let's wrap this thing up, my man. Um with that being said, final takeaways from Saturday as we move forward uh, into the summertime now. Hey, I think that, you know, Kirby's not going to say it, but that it answered a lot of questions on who your quarterback battles kind of kind of leaning towards. And, um, you know, not that not that's a good thing, but I'm a lot happier knowing that we have a guy that can be the dude than saying, man, both these quarterbacks look like they need some work. What are we going to do? 
and that's kind of yeah. where Florida is after their spring game. So it makes it feel a lot better that we're we're trending that you know no doubt Carson Beck looked like the best, but like Juan said earlier, it's not because Brock Vandergriff looked bad or Gunnar Stadion looked bad. He just looked like the best, and so I think yep. you're going to be all right in in that category. I think my final takeaway is this. Listen, Georgia has recruited to the level where you need to understand you're about to see some portal movement, okay? I'm just going to let you know here. You heard it now. Portal movement is about to happen. Don't be scared. It's it's a part of being Georgia football right now. That's just the way it is. However, after Saturday, whoever may leave, we wish them well, but do understand that Georgia is in good hands after the depth and the speed on defense, the talent and depth and offensive as well, feel confident where you are, All right? I, I think that's the key there for me. Right, like I said, they moved the portal um, up to April 15th, which is why you heard Bear Alexander Saturday announce his uh, entrance into the portal, right? You're going to see that change. Don't be alarmed, right? I, again, where's my, where's my siren at? I'm just letting you know it's going to happen. Well, here we'll be here to talk about it as as a, as you know news happens. But listen, it was a great Saturday. Uh, environment looked awesome on TV. I'm sure it was even better in person. But with that being said, I think we're going to wrap this thing up and we're going to let uh, let you know Juan write us off. Ultimately, you know, I wish he was still here with us. Um, with that being said, though, guys, we will catch y'all next time. Go dogs. Go dogs. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.